Hello, um, just a quick announcement before the show starts. Uh, due to technical issues, Podbean servers had a hardware failure this week. It's been offline all week. The FTP uploader doesn't work, which is some technical stuff you don't really need to know about. But as a result, I've had to do the show in two parts this week, so you'll have to download two parts. So, uh, yeah, this is part one, and uh, straight after that, you'll have to download part two. Okay, hope that makes some sort of sense. Enjoy. over 35's podcast 77 uh, that's the atomic number of iridium is that really true it is yeah that's such a geeky thing <laughs> i just came up with that off the top of my head yeah. and it's also it uh, sunset strip in bingo 77 sunset strip well there you go is that right is that what is you it? shout out i don't know 78 maybe it is no, i don't know i don't play bingo. It's around now you two I don't play <laughs> games at all really you two are really sad for knowing really sad facts. So. <laughs> yeah. um, right, well, I better introduce because I have to say Chini isn't here tonight. What He's... a loser. Well, apparently, no, it, it secured tickets for the Spice Girls reunion tour. <laughs> so, so he's a loser. He, he had to go. I can't blame him, you know. Spice Girls. I heard he was going to see the new Twilight movie. Yeah, actually, it was that as well combined, I think. It was a double, oh, it's a double feature. <laughs> a double whammy. Uh, so, yeah, Spice Girls and Twilight with. With sparkles. With sparkles. Oh. So it should be fine. So in his place, we have got, uh, very welcome to the show, we have got Adrocksky. Hello, guys. Thanks for having us on there. Chinny, disappointed in you, mate. Just disappointed in you. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, it, it is pretty bad, isn't it? You know, girlfriend over the podcast. Yeah, come on, man. She's you know about gamers versus again, over, I don't know what the expression is. Yeah, I mean, what's he doing going out with his girlfriend? Who's going to keep us all... Uh, you know, company when we're all sad, lonely old men together, dying alone, <laughs> and he'll be there with his wife and his family. Is she going to make you happy at night? Well, actually, I guess she is. Okay. Is she going to hold your hand when you're sad? Well, yeah, that's her too. Is she going to raz on you because you like the single player of Modern Warfare 2? No. Yeah, exactly. Is she going to play multiplayer Modern Warfare 2 with you when your internet goes down? Yeah. Yeah. Get your priorities right. That's what I say. Um, yeah, we've also got Duke. You've heard him. Like a crazy person. I'm quite sure they will say so. Is that it? That's it. That's what? all you need. What? Well, I was going to pick the very, very long thing before it, but I figured that's too obvious. So right. this is a little more oblique. Come on then, Adam. You're the film buffy. What the hell was that? I'm not sure. Rosemary's Baby? Nope. You want to hear it again? Go yeah, on. go on. You're like a crazy person. I'm quite sure they will say so. The first word of the speech before it is, voila! Is it get Carter? No. Ah. I thought that was quite a good guess, actually. In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously to the vicissitudes of fate as both victim and villain. Really? Is it Young Frankenstein? No. He's saying a lot of words that start with V, right? Oh, V for Vendetta. Thank you. Uh, Ah, that's not a movie. Shame. Uh, Boo. (laughs) Anyway. 
Matrix what the hell are you fanboy. talking about? Shit. Whatever, dude. V for Vendetta is a good movie. And yeah, it's an sure. even better book. Whatever. Whatever. Um, well, t- tonight I was going to start with complimenting Duke for uh, sending me the God of War collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. And then, and then we were maybe going to talk about that, but I'm not going to start with that now, I have to say. Oh, snap. Yeah, I have changed because I have received an email. I have received an email, and I know I know we don't often do emails, but at I the thought, beginning of the show, certainly not. at the beginning, anyway, but I felt because, you know, we've had so much Modern Warfare 2 on that <laughs> we need to get this out of the way. Is this about no, Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. I agree no, with you, Stu. No, listen, listen, listen. Can All I just right. say, I, this wasn't prompted by me or anything like that. This has just come via the email. I haven't written it myself. I have to say, this, this has come off. I didn't off prompt this at all, except with two hours of going on. I didn't. I Honestly, I'm not. This has just come completely. Go ahead. I'm just surprised. Surprised. Well, I'm sure the cynical people out there will be saying that I've engineered this, but I haven't. And I'd like you to read it out, Duke, so I'm just going to send you that now over Skype. Me? Yep, yep. Do you want me to read this? I just ate a piece of donut. Hang on. Yep, yep. So it's the okay. quite a hefty one, I have to say. Wow. All right, so, here we go. Go. The email is this, and I have no—I haven't seen who it's from, so I'm just going to say, I'm just going to whatever. Hi there, guys. First, <laughs> let me congratulate you all on a fantastic show. It has become essential listening and is now a permanent fixture on my iPod. Every show is permanent. That's going to eventually you'll run out of space, so I don't recommend that. However. Dot, 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 dot. Since the release of Modern Warfare 2, there has been a split in opinion with the daddy on one side and Chidia and the Duke on the other. This feels to me a little unfair, and I would like to voice my support for the daddy. First of all, the reason that it's unfair is because we need a tie-breaking vote, and Chidia is that tie-breaking vote. Anyway, for the last two weeks, Daddy has tried to present reasoned arguments and statistical fact in an attempt to calm the most fanatical, the almost fanatical fervor that the Duke and Chinny have displayed in relation to how wonderful Modern Warfare 2 is. Yes, it looks good. Yes, it plays well. And yes, the multiplayer isn't too bad either. Wrong form of two. But come on, guys. It's not like they have reinvented the wheel. On the Modern Warfare 2 episode of the podcast, the Duke exclaimed with a fair amount of disdain and disbelief in his voice that nobody in their right mind would buy Modern Warfare 2 for the single player alone. I, however, feel that if I am expected to pay 44 pounds, I assume that's what that squiggly little L-looking thing is, for an Xbox game, every single aspect of that game should be bloody flawless, including the single player (laughs) campaign, which in my opinion played out like a really bad straight-to-DVD movie. I certainly agree with that in terms of the plot now. However, the game mechanism is different, but we're not going to split hairs here. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Modern Warfare 2 hater by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, if you want the gritty truth, I was so excited about this game, I waited in line on launch night to get my hands on a copy. Not an experience I will be repeating, by the way. And I really enjoy playing the game. In fact, the Duke, Link, Stu, and I shared a couple of... Oh, I've played with this person? Wow. You have? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to make fun of your voice, dude, because I'm sure you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke, Link, Stu, and I shared a couple of rounds of Team Deathmatch in the first week and helped me to see just how good the multiplayer is, but I can't help feel... I can't help but feel that it has failed live up to its own hype, and that's a shame. But for me, what is even more of a shame is that the multiplayer fanboys flatly refuse to acknowledge that this game has flaws, because if everyone does that, then it allows developers to become lazy, and that's how games like Vampire Reign are born. Duke, Chinny, I understand that Modern Warfare 2 is very close to your hearts, and I hope that you have managed to reach the end of this email without exploding or frothing at the mouth too much. Again, wrong form of two. I actually have been spitting a little bit. That's because of the ridiculous voice I'm reading it in. <laughs> Thanks for letting me express my opinion. See you all on live. Soup Dragon 670. Dan. So there you go. 
So, yeah. but I thought, I thought we'd get this out of the way because, you know, we've done so much Modern Warfare 2 stuff and I've been down on it. And not down on it, but trying to do reasoned arguments. <laughs> I thought, let's get it out yes. of the way. So, well, you know, I finished this, I finished the single player campaign and, and, uh, you know, I don't remember being all that impressed with the story in the first one. Uh, everyone talks about the story in the first one like it was, you know, a remarkable tale, but I, you know, I, I didn't expect to get a good story. I expected a fun game mechanic, which I got. Except right. for that favela level. Man, that drove me nuts. Uh, the Soup Dragon's free to do what he wants any old time. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And that is good. <laughs> Love. And I'd also like to say I agree with uh, the daddy on the whole thing. I'm in right. his camp. So now there's three of us against you two. That's fine. Hey, I don't mind being in the minority or having everybody disagree with me. That's never been a problem. That's been the story of my life. So, But you know what? Here's the thing, though. If you don't play Modern Warfare 2, then you, you hate children. Did you know that? Uh, uh, I know both of them things, Freddie. <laughs> Are you comfortable with hating kids? I mean, you're you're allowing... What is it? War child charity to lose money because you don't want to buy this game. Yeah, but, I mean, how greedy can you get? No, come on, mom. This is, you know, I'm I'm really trying not to be cynical here, but <laughs> it's the most cynical. No, yeah, of course, it's it's a total publicity uh, stunt, you know. And and even that, you know, on top of everything else, it's just like, come on, we know you're not this loving, embracing company. Because if that was the case, right, why don't you just give a load of their profits to charity? Well, they're sort of doing that. No, they're, they're charging not. you five pounds extra for exactly. this game. And they're giving one-fifth of that to war children. So what's the problem? Uh, they're keeping the other uh, four pounds. Yeah, but only for two days. That. Only for two days. You well, know? actually, those four pounds are going to uh, the the profits for Activision charity. So that's an important charity, too. I mean, you know. They do a lot of good, though. I like the idea that they're doing this. And I do. And I don't. At least something good is coming out of it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, com- yeah. But compared, to, like you said, compared to the profit they're making, it's ridiculous. It's a flash in the pan. It means nothing. It's total publicity stunt. I'm surprised every game doesn't do this. Yeah, but Certainly not a AAA title. I mean, you know, free publicity look like you're great heroes, but you don't have to really give any money. So who cares? No, I've got to. Uh, I just, I just hate this sort of stuff. You know, yeah. games are games. Get on with it. You know, they don't need any more publicity. Regardless, the only thing right. I would say about it, at least something good is happening as a result. <laughs> You know, and, yes. and some charity will get some cash. I expect it may be like, oh, there's a lot of blowback on the killing all the innocent civilians thing. Let's give some money to some real victims of war. Okay. Oh, I'm sure it's a PR thing as well. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's publicity and like, look, you know, we know that, you know, there's been a lot of controversy. And by the way, I did go on YouTube and watch it because obviously I have no idea how the, the no Russian level plays out. So it's just it's just as disjointed and unconnected to the story whether you watch it or if you play it. Yeah, but I wouldn't know that because obviously I'm watching it out of context. I'm just watching it in isolation. You can't do that, man. You have to understand how it links to the rest <laughs> of the narrative, man. I mean, the only thing I would say, the only thing I thought was really weird, right, There's there was a couple of things I thought. Well, one was that, there were, I mean, and I know obviously they wouldn't for, for you know, um the reasons of getting it a certification, they wouldn't have been able to have kids in the airport. And I understand that. But so that it just makes it a lot less realistic. Yes, it's just weird because if you would have had a busy airport, there'd be loads of kids there as well and old people yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I do think the guy who was doing the playthrough was a little bit vicious, has to be said. Uh, Whoa, wait, 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 wait. A little too vicious. Come on, terrorists killing innocent civilians in an airport. That's No, no, the guy, the guy who was obviously playing it. Oh, because... oh, oh, he was, he was, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm missing your point. Yeah, no, he, he was being yeah. particularly, he was stabbing every survivor he came across. Oh. 
Oh man, I, uh, I, I, I couldn't shoot any of the civilians. I couldn't yeah. do that. I was just like, oh, he was mowing them down like there was no tomorrow, and and then he he, he went into the actual, uh, you know, like the duty free store and mowed down everyone in there just just for good measure, just to make sure he got everybody. And and I've got to say, it was quite disturbing. You know, when they're dragging the bodies away and he, sh- he was shooting them and stabbing them as he was going oh, yeah. past, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, again, like they're going, you know, they're going for edgy. They're going for like, this is what it's like. You know, this is why we're going to war, man. This is why it's so terrible, and we got to stand up to these people. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were some U.S. DoD people there, Department of Defense, coming in. Like, look, uh, military's kind of got a bad rap since this whole uh, illegal invasion of Iraq thing. Uh, what can you do to help us out? You know, I don't know. And then the last thing, the other, the other thing, at the very end, you know, when he shoots you. Yeah. So obviously he's getting on the back of the truck. Right. Isn't he? Oh, spoiler alert! Hello. Yeah, like everybody doesn't know. <laughs> um, and he, as he drive off, the police are literally about three feet away, and they let the van drive away. Because <laughs> you assume it's people, innocent civilians fleeing. Man, the yeah. cops would be glad to let that van go. Yeah, whatever. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Or we'll come and look at the dead body and not chase the truck. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, like you know. I'm but, not going to defend the story in the single player. I mean, the I game mechanic was fun. It was a good experience, you know. The six or seven hours I spent, you know, it was fun. Yeah, I'm sure. And I don't like to say I don't really want to uh, talk too much about it. The only other thing I would add, I don't know whether you've heard about Sarcastic Gamer. Um, uh, well, they they have this thing on the site called Fiction Friday. And they've, they've caught people out quite a few times with Fiction Friday where they put up a fake story and see how many people believe it. Nice. And they put up one saying that there were secret achievements in the no Russian level. Oh, no. And the stuff they said you had to do, one was teabag 10 dead bodies. Wow. To get a secret achievement. Another one was uh, mow down 30 civilians in less than 30 seconds. Oh, good grief. And they had another one. I can't remember them all now, but I must admit, I was chuckling, you know, as bad-tasted as is. And and what was quite funny, one of the co-hosts, it was on the, um, the Respawn Radio one I was listening to, and one of the co-hosts hadn't realised it was via the read the story and, and yeah. was actually trying to do it and couldn't understand why he wasn't unlocking the achievements. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so and I bet, I, I, you know, another thousand or so people were doing the same thing, which is quite sad, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's pretty it's sad. sad. Anyway. Right, this is Modern Warfare 2. Done. So anyway, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, yeah, I do want to thank you, Duke, I have to say. In, in yeah, a- so you got it then. Oh, two days. Two days. Awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's so great. so anyway, just to just to put people in the picture, um, I sent Duke some shiny British pounds that were converted to dollars for him. They were virtual pounds, yes. They were. They were. And <laughs> and in return he sent me the God of War collection via the postal system. Mm-hmm. Um which I sent him the money on Sunday. He posted out the game on Monday, and it, re- it arrived on my doorstep on Thursday morning, which I thought so that's was... That's how it's funny. Yeah, that's probably faster than it would be to send my mother a letter through the U.S. Postal Service. I suppose yeah. they're like, oh, this is going to someone in the U.K. That's important. Let's move this one. <laughs> I don't know, but I was I was absolutely shocked and amazed that it arrived. Um, now, I have been playing an absolute ton of Assassin's Creed 2, which I'll get on to in a minute. But I thought in between, I thought, you know, for the show... I'll have a little little play of God of War and see what I think, because I've obviously never you, played... You never played the first one, then? Never played it. All right. Um, obviously played the, the God of War 3 demo at uh, Eurogamer, but apart from that, I've never played a God of War game. Um, and yeah. you, you've played it as well, haven't you? You picked it up yourself. Yeah, I played the whole first one. Um, I, I, had played, I had played the first one when it was first out for the PS2. I got the collection recently, and I've been playing a little bit of the first one, yeah. 
Yeah, you haven't played it all the way through again, though. No. You've just played a bit. Okay. I mean, give us, me, give us your impressions first. What do you think, then? I really like it. You know, it reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, it's the same game. It reminds me of the original that came out on the PS2. It's, it's, it's basically, uh, I found it to be a lot like, because uh, it's the same developer, isn't it, as uh, Devil May Cry, right? But Is it? W- I, I think so, because I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I wonder but, so, because Devil May Cry is Japanese. God of War is not Japanese, is it? I don't know. It has a lot of the same mechanisms and a lot of the same uh, sort of the 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 menus come and go in a similar way. So I don't know. Anyway, um, but it's fun. I mean, that's the nice thing about it is that it, it kind of gets frustrating at some points because you're not really sure what you're supposed to do, but you can figure it out. And uh, it's a lot of you – know, it's sort of repetitive, but it's a lot of sort of slaughtering you know enemies that aren't giving you too much trouble. And then you come to a boss, and it's a bit more of a headache. And, uh, yeah, I'm having, a, I'm having a good time with it. I mean, what what do you actually think of the actual redo, as it were? I think it looks great. I think it looks like it could have come out, you know, maybe a year ago. Yeah, it's uh, um, Sony Studio Santa Monica who developed it. So I think it's such a success. They should do the same thing for Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. They should, shouldn't they? I mean, the one thing I'll say, right? I've never played the never played the first game, but I've got to say, right? If I pop that in God of War Collection yeah. and played it, and nobody told me it was a game from two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known, I have right, to say. No Apart from the cutscenes, which they haven't HD'd up. Which right, is, well. which is uh, I think what's quite interesting, obviously, is it's now in full HD, runs at 60 frames a second, and it is it really is smooth, isn't it, the gameplay? Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, the camera works brilliantly, I have to say, because mm-hmm. it's a fixed camera that follows directly behind you, so you can't... And I remember when I first started playing it the first time, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to suck, you know, Devil May Cry is like this, and that really drove me nuts. But they do a really good job in this. It is, it is, it is amazing. But the graphics look. Have, have you got an HD telly? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they? Doesn't it look amazing? The gameplay. I've got to say, yeah. considering oh, yeah. what I was expecting, it, it looks way, way better than I'd even thought it would. But what's what's really weird, like I said, the cutscenes are still in standard def, and they yeah. just look rubbish by comparison. Oh, yeah. Right. You can do jaggies. Look- I mean, it's not. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. But I don't know. I think this is the opposite, though, because in the back in the day, it used to be the 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 cutscenes would look amazing and the gameplay would look a bit, eh. but yeah. it's it's the exact opposite, you know. But yeah, I'm very and I've and I've got to say, it sucked me right in because I thought oh, I'll play it for a little bit just to get a feel for it, and I ended up playing about two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very impressed. I've got like you say, the puzzly bits are quite cool. The the bit where you you fight the Hydra right near the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took me quite a while to figure out what the hell I was doing on the final yeah. bit. You know, when you've got the three heads. It took me a while to figure it out again, and I played it before. I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, I remember the basic mechanism, but it was just like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do at the end here. Well, I kept uh, on I kept on knocking them both down, then trying to climb up in the middle, and they kept knocking me off. And I'm like, well, I'm going right, to get up yeah. and they're both down. Then, uh, then I saw the pointy, shiny, spiky things above the heads. Well, see, so that's the thing. It's It tends to be that you don't have to always muscle your way through it. There's there's something in the environment you got to use, and that's I like that because then it's, it's sort of using your mind a little bit more than just bashing buttons over and over again. I mean, Adam, did you play this back in the day? Did you have a PS2? Yeah, yeah, I played God of War 1 on PS2. That's the only one I've played, apart from the demo, the same as you at Eurogamer. Um, and I thought it was just amazing. But I never finished it. Um, I found it a bit too hard, to be honest. Um, but uh, it's, it's, you know, as I've said before, that I'm edging closer and closer to a PS3. And this would be one of the things I'd love to revisit, especially now you're saying it's been uh, you know, updated so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, they I'd love to... Um, I think what they've done particularly well, they haven't messed with anything apart from the graphics. You know, the gameplay is still the same. 
You know, they've uh, and it's not it's not Santa Monica that has done it. It's another company called Blue Point Games that has done the port. Um, one of the things that was always very impressive about that game is is the camera, like you guys said, that fixed camera. It was it was brilliant, especially as uh, Duke said. You know, you play Devil May Cry, and there's so much cool stuff going on in Devil May Cry, but half the time you couldn't see it or you couldn't pull <laughs> off the cool stuff as well right. as you'd like to because of the bloody camera. Yeah, Whereas you're looking that, at the yeah. staircase instead. Oh, didn't it drive you wild? And like you, you know, you try and do the cool. Uh, two guns thing as they're in yeah. the air to take them out, and the camera would defeat you before the uh, the character would. Right. It's very frustrating, and you never ever get that in God of War. No, that's true. Uh, which was one of the things that uh, really impressed me about it. And uh, I'd love to persevere with it. I don't know about thirty-four quid for them. I mean, that's a little bit steep. Yeah. But uh, you find yeah, it yeah. using a couple, of, you know, maybe in about six months or so. Well, you won't be. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's not coming to the UK for about six months, is it? <laughs> be about six yeah, months before it gets here. I yeah. mean, the only thing I would say, yeah. thirty-four quid. You know, it does sound a lot of money, but then you think you're getting two games. That I have no idea. I assume they're both about what seven or eight hours each. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting sixteen hours worth of, of really good gameplay, and, and in all honesty, if you've never played them before, it's it's a good deal. You know, it really is yeah, a good. Yeah, I, I agree. Just for me, and, and you know, buying games at the moment is a case of you know making sure that I get real value for money out of the game. I'm, you know, I want to almost be getting games that are as current as possible because you know to contribute, uh, sort of like be part of the community for the online gaming for the podcast, so I can feel like I'm a part of it. And going back and getting God of War maybe you know something that'll be nice, more of a luxury than not a necessity because obviously it's not a necessity. <laughs> game. But if you're going to get a game. It's nice to get one of the more current titles that everybody's going to be playing, so you can be part of that. Whether it's playing online or having a, ref, a point of reference when people are talking about it on a podcast that you listen to or something like that. Yeah, but we're talking about this on a podcast, so therefore it fits. And it, and it is current. <laughs> it's just been released. Surely that fits again. Well, by yeah. that logic, Tetris is current. Like, yeah, it's just absolutely on the iPhone. Isn't isn't Tetris yeah. great? <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> I mean, the only, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of agree with you, but then on the other hand, I also sort of think, well, you know, they have reimagined it. It is, you know, all HD-fied. And, and in all honesty, like I said to you, if you played it without knowing it was an old game, you wouldn't really know it was an old game. It stands up to today's standards pretty damn well, I would say. Yeah, but the conversation's only ever going to be, oh, it stands up really good. Oh, it's still <laughs> really good. It's not really going to be about the game. Yeah. So. Any conversation that takes part is, is going to be exactly like what our conversation's been here. Oh, it looks really good. Oh, it hangs, stands up really good. It's a really good game. Whereas if it was a brand new game, we'd be talking about certain mechanics in the game, certain set pieces, and other things that you've also done there. So you'd have that frame of reference as opposed to, yeah, I've looked at it and it looks really nice as well. So just that would be one of the things that, you know, just where I can't afford to go frying £34, £35, whatever it is around for games left, right and centre, that would be a factor against it for me at the moment. Not a mark against the quality of the game, because I know God of War 1, from personal experience playing it on the PS2, was uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, can I just ask you, I don't know whether you can remember, on, the, on, the, on God of War 3, is that a fixed camera as well? I can't remember, you know. Yeah, it was. was it's, yeah, it was, and it zooms in quite a bit when I do some of the kills, but it was a fixed yeah. camera. I was trying to remember whether you did have some movement with the with the camera angles or not. I couldn't remember. You know, when you're trying I'm to sure fix... it was a fixed camera. Yeah, I think it must have been. But the only thing, the only other thing I would say is it didn't feel a hell of a lot different. It's no, just it didn't at all. no, it's just God of War three looks a lot shinier, and obviously it's a lot lot more graphic and gruesome. 
You know, they really yeah. probably which is hard to do because I mean, in the first one, he's like stabbing people in the eyes and like oh, this some is... gruesome stuff, man. Blood. Yeah, spurt. I mean, honestly, they, they do that in here, but it sort of you, you know, on God of War three, you get it in close up. Yeah. You know, and there's one bit where he rips this guy's head off, and it is absolutely horrific. Yeah. You know, it really is slow motion sort of neck tissue slowly tearing away. You <laughs> See, know? I think that's the thing is that the graphics have advanced pretty much to as good mm-hmm. as they're going to get, you know? So, like, the next step is just, to, yeah, like, okay, how gory and horrible can we make it? it is, it's almost like pornographic in a way, you know? It's yeah. sort of how bad can we make this look? Right, and right, right. and uh, it is it's gratuitous. pretty bad. It's and awesome. when he pulls the, pulls the Cyclops' eye out as well, that's pretty darn yeah. gruesome too. You know, just literally yeah. this guy's eye out. Yeah. All right, this is God of War. But it's good. But definitely, if you know a duke who can send you one from America. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm done. I've sent all the ones I'm sending. Right, have you sent more? Well, I sent you anyone. Have you as well? Cool. Yeah, you paid me and I sent it. Uh, so yeah, so you now need I'm a done. <laughs> Not necessarily the duke, but you do need a duke in your life. Yeah. That's what right. I say. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'd like to move on. Has, have any of you guys played Assassin's Creed 2 yet? Nope. Nope. Why not? Because I, I got 17 other games I'm playing. Oh, honestly, though, I've got to say, do you know what? I, oh, I've heard nothing but good stuff. It listen, sounds listen, great. I, I was talking to um, Feng Chewy today. Feng Chewy. Uh, oh, nicely. Feng Chewy. I didn't expect any of those. Now we out Chinion. Excellent. And I, I, you know what I said to him today? I, do you know, I'm, I said that Assassin's Creed... I'm sorry Creed... I broke your toilet, you said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, so By the way, he charged me for that today. I had to pay him 30 quid to fix his toilet today. He already whinged about that. I know. He broke his He's toilet. You Jeez. Yeah, but he must be lucky already. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, so I said to him, you know what I said to him today? I, I think Assassin's Creed 2 is edging out Uncharted 2 for my game of the year. Uh-huh. I've really got to say That's that. What, I, go I think it was Joystick was saying it's game of the year. Quality. It is. I've got to say it. I, I cannot tell you. Right. Do you know what it feels like to me? It feels like the original Assassin's Creed was a tech demo. Yeah. Okay. And this is like the fully fledged game made from right. that tech demo. Yeah. Oh, mm. I cannot tell you how, because I, I, I've been to, I have actually been to Venice in real life. So I have yeah. been to Venice. And the first time I walked into St. Mark's Square with the Basilica, yeah. It did bring back the memories. It is it is that detailed. It is almost like being there. So you had to stand in line for two hours. Oh, no, no, well, apart from the expensive, <laughs> yeah. was and all the that. annoying kid tourists chasing the birds around. Look, they're running away. <laughs> there was not no no human pigeons. Yeah, you got human pigeons in right, there. there but yeah, the detailing and the architecture, the buildings. I kind of. How about t- the gameplay? It's fun too, though, right? I mean, because we know how much you love your aesthetic details, but. But the game. No, the say, I've got to say, the assassin seals, which you pick up to get Altier's armor, which I ha- I now have, and I've got to say, it's pretty darn cool when you do finally unlock it. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing. The, the, but apparently, a different studio developed that part of the game. Mm-hmm. So another studio developed, and it's like old school Tomb Raider. Which I just thought was a really cool thing to do. So basically, when you get to the beginning of those sections, do you know the the way with Tomb Raider, you, the camera used to zoom around to show you where you had to go? Yeah. yeah. And it does that, and it really did bring it. You know, it felt like an actual nod to Tomb Raider. You know, and there's right. little, like some of them were time-based, so you had so long to get around it all without making any mistakes. And if you did make a mistake, you had to do it all again. 
Um, mm. Some would just <laughs> that sound like fun. Oh no, it was though because it was a real. You know, it was you knew it was doable, but it maybe take yeah. you two or three times to do it. Right, you know, right. once you'd work, and and quite often you'd actually run through the route before you pulled the switch, so you could actually work out which way you had to go. Yeah. But unbelievable everything about it the story the the way the assassinations are actually built into the story this time rather than being isolated things yeah and i understand that it's you, you assassinate people along the way like that's yes. a nice thing they're just they're just built into the story so there's no even though all the viewpoints are still there like they were in the original game there you don't have to do them but i would recommend you do because right. you you then get to see where all your codex pages are and where all the different little missions are yeah. it's just it's i can't tell you how good it is um i'm up yeah Yeah. i'll definitely be playing it as well i mean what you're saying has been echoed by a few people i was speaking to dave dog about it and he was just he said he was blown away by it he finished it and he said it was just simply epic Mm -hmm. he was just so impressed it is uh, you you definitely don't stand alone there i think it's impressive that it's exceeded everybody's expectations because when the original Assassin's Creed came out, everybody was hoping for this game, and then after the first level, it obviously everyone went the other way on what it was. Yeah. And it looks like this one, you've gone in, a lot of people maybe gone in a bit, bit of trepidation, but then it's over, uh, you know, it's overachieved, which is awesome. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Oh, you! I mean, I would be extremely surprised if anybody was disappointed with it. I really would, because like I say, it's taken all the stuff that was bad about the first game and just fixed it. And and fixed it and then some. Do you know what I mean? It's actually fixed it, but then sort of added another layer on top. I mean, even uh, like even like there's there's sort of pickpockets that'll steal somebody's money, and you you, you just it's just completely dynamic. You know, they'll just yeah, run past Chris it. was you, talking about that. Yeah, time. you just chase them down, and when you you can either kill them if you really want to be nasty, or you can just sort of steal what they've got. You know, you can make a, a thousand or so gold pieces off doing that alone. But you don't have to do it. You know, they'll run past. You can just ignore them if you want to or chase them down if you just fancy a bit of a run round. You know, it's uh, it all works well. The only frustrate, the only one frustrating bit I got to was one of the assassin seals. And there's a bit where you have to go up, up inside, you know, a wall, jumping from one side to the other on, like, wooden planks in the wall. And you had to move the cameras ever so slightly up to look at the planks before you jumped. Otherwise, you just missed them. And I must have done Mm. that about 15 times before I figured out what I had to do. But apart from that, perfect. I like like things like that to be as intuitive as possible. And if it's something you got to kind of figure out like that, I mean, whatever, that's obviously a small issue, but... Yeah, it's one of the things that when they uh, finally worked it out in Grand Theft Auto that when you ran and jumped, he grabbed the wall and jumped over the wall. Yeah, instead of, exactly. Like you get and then you jump and, and grab, jump and grab. Yeah, and no doubt. Making it one movement is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to have to get a new piece of paper for this Dear Santa list for Christmas. <laughs> you are, honestly, it, mate. It, I can't tell you. It is it is definitely edging to my you know game of the year for me. Mm-hmm. And no, I just love it. I just absolutely, I'm nearly at the end, I think. I've probably put about 15 hours in. Uh-huh. I even got up early on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock to play because my daughter was stopping at her grandma's. <laughs> so I was, I was down the stairs 8 o'clock, put a good two or three hours in before yeah. she was due oh. back. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome, dude. I think it's the first time I've been drawn into the, a, a game like that since Mass Effect was probably the last one I can remember. Really? Yeah, yeah that really oh. sucked me in. You know, and, and I just wanted to keep playing it and going back in and playing it. I've not got bored. There's been nothing repetitive about it. 
you know, the only the only other thing I would say, and I said this last week, it's a bit weird. The, the, the day-night cycle does work if you sort of wander around long enough, but it is also triggered by events in the game. So if something has to happen at night, because that's in the story, mm-hmm. if you're in the middle of the day and then you do the cutscene, when you come out of the cutscene, it's night time. And yeah, that, that's a bit jarring, I suppose. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. It doesn't happen very often, but it sort of happens a few times. It depends where the day-night cycle's up to when it happens. But, yeah, that's happened a few times. But apart from that, I, I fi- I'm finding it really hard to find really anything wrong with it. That's Assassin's Creed 2 done. Pity neither of you have played it, so you can chuck in your own comments. But when you do, honestly, you'll, you'll love it. It's very, very... Nice. Yeah, I'd like to move on to some Alan Wake news because I do have a feed to uh, the Alan Wake forums or the Alan Wake official site in the UK. Um, yeah, I have to say, not a lot tends to happen on there, as you can well imagine, seeing as Alan oh, Wake. I expect it every day. To I know, yeah. But I think once once every six months they release something just to sort of keep people interested, I think. Yeah. Anyway, absolutely. I mean, as you can well imagine, I have a lot of RSS feeds to all different sites to compile news and stuff and see yeah, what's yeah. going on. And and I noticed one story next to the Alan Wake ones. Like, ah, ah, something is going on at Alan Wake. And I do get quite excited, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I do. No, it's true. It's true. I see that little one next to Alan Wake. I think, wow, something's happening. What, what's happening? What's happening? What's, what's, what's happening I don't know why you get so excited, don't you? <laughs> I don't really. Look, it's, it's, it's the holy grail of gaming that's been on the edge of my vision for the last five years, you know, and whether it's shit or not, right, I've got it in my head. It's going to be really it. good. Yeah, I'm going to love okay, it whatever right. happens. You know, that's okay. I, I, I feel the same way about West Ham. Yeah, exactly. If it's, if it's <laughs> the worst game ever, I'm going to be loving this game, you know? Anyway. So, anyway. So, what's happening in the world of Alan They've announced a competition. <gasps> competition. So, you can win an Alan Wake t-shirt, which, is, which has I Am Awake on the front of yeah. it. I don't know what's on the back. And an Xbox 360 bag with accessories, whatever they may be. It doesn't say. It doesn't say what they are. But basically... They're really pushing the boat out there, aren't they? I know, I know. But listen... <laughs> like, shirt in a bag. Now, there's chances, there's chances that some of this stuff might end up either in the game as, or as publicity material, I would imagine. So, you know... You uh, never, like okay. your work. So, if you draw a picture of Alan Wake, then... Well... This is what They're you just being lazy. They're like, well, I don't want to make it. Listen, listen I think mean, it's going to cool, right? Okay. Give them a bag and they'll make our poster for you. Listen, right. <laughs> so you can either submit a picture of yourself dressed as Alan Wake or another character from the game. <laughs> so you've got to dress up as Alan Wake, okay? Uh, I don't know what Alan Wake dresses up like. I dress up as the cop who gets mutilated and killed. Yeah, no, we'll see. That would be cool because that would probably get a bit more attention, <laughs> you know, than, than other stuff in the game. Has to be said. Yeah. Okay, or you can submit some Alan Wake-inspired photography. So There's a guy in the dark. This is just a black picture. No, no, it's Alan Wake-inspired. So, so I assume you, you head off to some pine forest somewhere and, you know, take some pictures of stuff and go, look. I think they released a movie about that. It's called Blair Witch Project. Yeah, so you do that. Or you can write a short Alan Wake-inspired story. I fell asleep. I did some stuff. I woke up. Stuff had been done. No, come on, dude. You're an English teacher. Could you not do some sort of Alan Wake-inspired story? I don't story? know anything about Alan Wake to write a story about it. Look, you know, his wife's gone missing, and he's afraid Once of the dog. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Stu, and he really wanted this game to come out. But the developers <laughs> kept jerking him around for five years! So there you go. Oh, uh, it's the goddamn game already. Yeah, exactly. Stop uh, messing around with silly competitions. End of year Finish one. the game. To be continued. Uh, design. 
<laughs> Design Alan Wake box art. See, they're being lazy. Yeah, yeah. get them to do These last few, I think, mm, they are being lazy. Sure. It's the next <laughs> one. Make a video game with Alan Wake in it. No, <laughs> but, but interestingly enough, that isn't the next one. The next one's Design an Alan Wake poster. But the one, yeah, after, that, one after that is Write a Short Screenplay. Now, they'll need one of those. Oh, yeah. Story, obviously. Write a Short Screenplay. Parenthesis, give us all the uh, <laughs> subsidiary rights to license it. Can you imagine, right? We sat around the table going, huh, this would make quite a good sequel, guys. What yeah, do you no, That's a good idea. I didn't, know, but I didn't think about that connection. <laughs> uh, not even out. Got our idea for the sequel. Sucker. <laughs> did, he, did he press the button that said, I accept the terms of service, meaning that we own it now? Uh, looking at the screenplay. Like, right, we're going to have to fire those monkeys now. <laughs> yeah. They were planning to come up with such a great story for the Halloween movie. And then the final two is draw some fan art, whatever that may be. Or make a comic, an Alan Wake comic. So there you go. So there you go. So, if the entry deemed most inspiring, uh, or your, if your entry is deemed the most inspiring, should I say, you will win an Alan Wake t-shirt, an Xbox 360 Targus bag, whatever. It doesn't that. have to be good. It has to be the most inspiring. Yeah. Entries are submitted to the forum thread over on the official forums. Here we go. I'll get some full details if you want some of those. Yeah. Which will be a deadline. Yeah, you've got to put it in the forums and the uh, post in the thread, and the deadline's are 20th of December 2009. So there you go. Shooty hatty shots. Good luck, everybody. Um, well, before we go to the break and the indie picks for this week, there is one story I want to mention from the UK, uh, which I've got to say incenses me slightly. It does, it does uh, annoy me, this. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the BBC iPlayer has now come to the Wii as well. So anyone who's got a Wii out there, you can use the BBC iPlayer on there. Um, in some respects, it's a little bit better than the PS3 version, I have to say. What? Yeah, only because only because it seems to run a lot smoother. The, the PS3 one, for some reason, it might just be me, but when, it, when you play it, every now and again, it does a little judder, you know, like it's buffering or trying to catch itself up. Mm. Only little. I've tried the Wii one. But the Wii... the Wii one, and I, I agree with you, it's very good. And it's smooth. The Wii one is smooth. It's not as it's not as good a picture quality, I have to say. Probably because Nintendo invests money into its online infrastructure, whereas Sony just says, "Ah, oh, it's good enough. Put it out there." The, the the Sony one is very minimal. You know, you know, it just does a little yeah. judder every sort of maybe every about but thirty. If it's seconds. enough to notice. I mean, it's it is to enough to notice. Set but the it's, viewing experience. Yeah. That's why I probably couldn't get into Netflix online. I'd just be dreading. You know, you get to the usual suspects and they're explaining everything, and then it's like, oh, buffering. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They've also, yeah. So they've also brought it to the Wii now, and it, it works really well on the Wii. And it seemed to be better yeah. after a little bit. It seemed to the picture quality seemed to improve as it sort of settled in for some reason, which was a bit odd. Um, so that's really good. So they wanted to also bring it to the 360, you know, which makes sense, doesn't it? Because like BBC is saying, we want to get it on every popular platform out there, so it gets to as many people who can possibly access it. Which and forgive my ignorance, but correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you like? pay tax and then the BBC has to then wow. spread the programming around so it just makes sense. Yes, yes. So but they would want to put it everywhere. Cause, exactly. I mean, you pay it, we, pay our, yeah, we pay our license fees oh, so yes. yeah, we want it everywhere. Now, so they went to Microsoft and said, look, you know, we have the BBC iPlayer how would you like it on the Xbox 360 in the UK, which makes sense, doesn't it? Well, it ain't happening anytime soon, it has to be. Microsoft said, can we make money out of this? And they said, no, it's a public enterprise. <sighs> pay for it. Yeah, screw it. Well, you're basically right. Basically, we're not going to bring PBS on here either. They've got Microsoft, and Microsoft have basically said that 
if they want to offer that on on the 360, it's got to be gold subscribers only. God damn. What a bunch of scumbags. I don't know. I think they're uh, give them give, give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt for this one, Adam. Uh, I, I'm I heard gonna, you do it for the pirating thing. I, I'm going to give them benefit of doubt because I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that they're, they're already in bed with SkyPlayer. And if they give the iPlayer out for free on there, it's going to take away possible custom from Sky, who they're already in bed with. So I think that's the problem. Yeah, but I thought Sky offered services that BBC doesn't do. They do. They offer loads of channels that the BBC doesn't do. Oh, but if they're also to... offering iPlayer and that's free to everybody, it's going to take away some customers for sure. Or certainly oh. Sky are going to see it as an opportunity to take away customers from them. Um, so at least if it's gold, you know, they're already in on the gold player. Um, I, I think that's got much more to do with it than it has, hell, we want everybody to pay for stuff on the 360. I mean, that's fair, but I, I still don't like Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, the reason. only thing I would say, you know, because it, is the Sky player available to silver members as well no. as gold? No, it's just gold. Yeah, so you've got to have gold, but plus you've got to pay your subscription to Sky as well, haven't you, on top of that? So you're already you having do, to do yeah. that anyway. I, I sort of yeah. agree with you. I, hadn't, I must admit, I hadn't thought of it from that angle. I really hadn't. But now exactly. you've mentioned it, it does make sense. Me think so's too. Um, so, yeah, it's very easy to jump on the bandwagon and start throwing eggs at Microsoft. But, you know, if BBC maybe would have come along with this a little bit earlier, then I think we would have seen a different outcome. But, you know, it's, the Microsoft are in bed with Sky already on this. It's, and, you know, if you're Sky, you wouldn't want that either. So, yeah, well, it depends on how, how threatened you are by the BBC. And, I mean, the sense I get is that Sky has so much that differentiates them that they're a superior product, and I don't know. Well, I, it's yeah. hard for me to imagine, too, because public broadcasting in the United States is like nothing. They, you know. Well, you know, if we're Sky and, uh, you know, Microsoft turn around to us and say, oh, we're going to put the BBC iPlayer on there, we're not going to be happy about it. We'd rather yeah. it not be there. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they're a business. They're in it to make money. I mean, theoretically, they could lose a lot of money out of it, Sky. So I can totally understand where they're coming from. Uh, I'm not condoning it, but I'm just saying I think that's the reason. So if we're going to point fingers, I think maybe if I, we point fingers at Sky or we say, well, hell, BBC, how long have you had the iPlayer online for now? Mm-hmm. Why the hell wasn't you getting on with this a lot earlier on down the line? It just seems like they're playing catch-up on the whole thing. Yeah, it could be. I sort of see it as like, why did Microsoft have to make an exclusive agreement with Sky? I mean, they're a delivery format. It would be kind of like if you know Netflix or Love Film were to say, okay, we're going to distribute this company's movies, but not this other company's. Yeah, but mm. to, a, to a certain extent, that's what 360 did with Netflix, wasn't it? And the way they've got around it is by supplying a disc. So they're yeah. doing it in a slightly different way on the PS3 to allow them to bring it to the PS3. Because they've obviously signed some sort of agreement with Microsoft to have it obviously straight from the dashboard and yeah. you know, buy it. I should say I don't really have a strong opinion either way, but yeah. um, I got some disappointed because I'd love to see the iPlayer on the 360 for sure, and obviously as a gold subscriber, it makes no odds to me um, whether or not it's there. I, you know, and also, I mean, what's the hell up with the BBC? I know it's got to be free, and maybe it's red tape, but what the hell's the difference? Either you have it on the Xbox 360 and it's in there as a gold thing. Or it's not on there. It's yeah, the same as Facebook. Too, it's the yeah. same as Twitter. These are all free services that we can all get on our PC. Yeah. Exactly the same as the iPlayer from the BBC. So where the hell's the difference? Unless it is something to do with red tape along the line that we've already paid for it once. It is. No, it is. They're not allowed to charge for anything on the BBC at all. Whatever, even if it's indirectly. 
So yeah, you have to charge it directly. Just not well, allowed. isn't internet service sort of indirect? I mean, you're paying for the service. Well, yeah, I suppose. But it's a, it's a tax. It is classed as a tax, like you said earlier. So we're sort of already paying for it in effect. So they can't charge you again, however yeah. that may be. So don't we think that perhaps that BBC could get around it if they wanted to? Potentially. Potentially. But if they were that bothered, I bet they could get around it. But why Why shouldn't they let the Silver members have access to it is the other way of looking at it, I suppose. Even if, even with the Sky thing, you know, what difference does it make to Microsoft, really? Well, again, it goes back to the original argument of yeah. Sky. But um, I, I don't see why BBC have got to be such sticklers about it. Okay, give it to the gold people. Have it on there. You either have it on there or you don't. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a don't for the time being, isn't it, really? I think for the time being, but I, I see a compromise being met somewhere along the line on this one. Because I think that BBC will give ground on it. I don't see Microsoft giving ground because they've got more invested in the whole thing. Yeah, no, I hope you're right. I do hope you're right, but... I just don't know. I don't see it being resolved anytime soon with some of the stories I've read regarding it. You know, they're not, you know, to be fair to BBC, they've, they've really not made much of a fuss about it. They've just said they're in negotiations with Microsoft at the moment, but at the moment it's been delayed indefinitely until they can sort out what's happening with it. Well, on the bright side of things, at least we've got a reason to turn our Wii's on now. <laughs> we have. We have. Uh, apart oh, no more Heroes 2, dude. All the no, games that did come out this year that nobody else bothered playing apart from me. Uh, uh, I've got quite a few of them. My favourite game of the year is on the Wii, so... Really? Well, yeah, what's that? What's that? Uh, Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah, which is very good. Yeah, no, I have that as well. That's a very good game. Very good game. Yeah, I haven't nice. talked about it much because, obviously, Chinny and Duke don't play Wii. So, you know. Elitists. Yeah. Just go put your name on the side of a train, Duke. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I did say I don't know whether you heard. I did say in Asda they're selling off uh, Mad World for five quid. <laughs> I did, yes, and I I don't have an Asda's near me. There is one near my parents' house though. So next time I go over to visit, if it's still uh, on, I'm definitely gonna have me some. Mom, Dad, I need you to buy me something, but don't look at it when you buy it. Okay? <laughs> and definitely don't play, don't you? We <laughs> yeah. it. Oh my God, what is this? <laughs> but yeah, right. I think it's time to take a break. Let's do uh, Quamrian's indie pick for this week. We'll have a chatter about that, and then we'll uh, talk about a few more bits in the in the middle of the show. So uh, if you want to do that for a juke, that'd be great. This is uh, Michael Quigley, also known as Quamrian on Xbox Live, and today I'll be looking at Platypus for the indie games. The original developer for Platypus is a fellow by the name of Anthony Flack, and he originally developed the game for the PC. It was later ported to the PSP, and now has found its way by way of third party onto the indie games platform. And what makes Platypus unique uh, from other shmups or shoot 'em ups, whichever you prefer, uh, is that he actually used plasticine or claymation to create all the artwork within the game, which isn't immediately apparent, but it, as you look at the graphics more and more, you start to see they almost look cel-shaded, but not quite. Something looks a little bit off, so yeah, all the graphics in the game are actually claymation. And more interesting is same developer is going to release another game called Cletus Clay onto the Xbox Live Arcade, but we don't really have a date on that at this time. It's kind of undetermined. So uh, that will come out at some point or another, and there's been some videos on about that, so not too many stuff out there with Playmation in it. And the gameplay is fairly standard fare. It's just your typical schmuck 
as those go. There are some unique elements. The scoring is, is a little bit unusual because the enemies or certain ships and whatnot drop little fruit. And what is kind of clever, or maybe, I don't know, not so clever, I'm not too sure which way to go, uh, is you can actually shoot this fruit and break it into smaller pieces, which makes it quite a bit more difficult to collect it, as a matter of fact. And there's power-ups that make your guns temporarily shoot either really fast or in a spread. And there's a, there's a fair variety of, of uh, enemies throughout the game, and it's more or less a, a whimsical experience. It's not, you know... It's not Radiant Silver Gun or, you know, it's, it's not any any kind of game like that. It's it's not what I would consider a hardcore shmup. It's, it's more on the casual experience. But it's a, it's a pretty solid game. And uh, for those of you uh, who do take a gander at the price, it does run at uh, 400 Microsoft points, which works out to $5 American, which uh, may seem a bit steep, but this is a game that is still selling for the uh, PSP at about around five dollars about the same amount so it's it's about what you would expect it to be and over time it might drop which some indie games do drop in price over time and it's it's definitely something to check out it's, it's interesting it may be an example of of developers possibly shifting over to the more digital content of of indie games and you know just putting stuff up there that may not be doing so well on the uh on the hard copy format anymore so if you want to check out something a little bit different as far as shmups go, and, and perhaps you're not the most hardcore shooter in the world, you just want to try something a little bit fun, casual, there are definitely worse ways to go than Platypus. It's got a very unique art style, quite charming in its own way, and, and it, it's a preview of, of you know what, to, what is to come with uh, Cletus Clay in, in its own uh, way. And But definitely uh, check it out and, and, and see what you think, and it may be worth a purchase for some people, uh, for others not so much. But uh, definitely worth a check out because it's one of those more polished products that ended up more or less just cropping up onto the indie games. So there you go. So seeing as, seeing as you're new to this, Adam, I mean, can I just ask you, first of all, do you ever check out any of the indie games? Um, I do casually browse them. The thing of it is, I think a lot of them, to me, just seem like games that I could go and play in a Java script on my PC. And that's what puts me off a lot. Okay. Uh, although I do appreciate the effort that people make to, you know, they put in to make these games, and and I feel like I'm slightly cynical about them. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of gold under there because, and I mean, you know, th- this is a good. I enjoyed it, but uh, it's not something that I rush to look at on a weekly basis. Okay. So what did you think then? Give us your views then on the game. Um, I pretty much agree with everything that the guy was saying. Um, I enjoyed it. It was whimsical. It had a certain charm. To me, it was basically, it felt like R-type in plasticine. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I put it. <laughs> um, And R-type's an awesome game. Yeah. Uh, but again, as I said just a moment ago, it did seem to me to be like something that I could probably just get um, on uh, on my PC just to play in, in a Java browser. I play that for a bit, and then you know, yeah, maybe play it again if I'm sitting at work and a bit bored, but it's not the sort of thing that I turn on my Xbox to play, I don't think. Um, or even pay 400 points for I'm afraid. Not to say it's a bad game, but I don't know if there's enough there. It's certainly enjoyable. Um, I like some of the little things, like he said, with the fruit, which is kind of a, like a nice little nod to something like a Pac-Man. Yeah. We have to collect them. Um, and it's got a definite charm to him. You know, the, the claymation on there looks great. Uh, it was fun, but it's the sort of thing that 
is never going to be more than a whimsical little play for a few minutes and certainly not something that I'd be inclined to pay 400 points for, sadly. And that's not saying it's a bad game. I just don't think that there's much there in, in the bigger scheme of things for us, I'm afraid. Okay. Right, Jude, what did you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same place. Like, I feel like the the art style is really cool, and I'm really impressed with the amount of time that it took for this guy to make that because I, I know from doing a little animation that it takes a long time to do it right, and he does it right. It looks great. There's never any moments where you're like, come on, give me a break. And I should point out for the listeners that the credits and the numbers and the scores at the end of each round are done in Claymation too. so the numbers are sort of morphing into each other, and you know, they're lumps of clay moving around, and that's really neat. And it's, again, really polished. The numbers look... You know, uniform and everything. Uh, I think that what would really make it worth buying, I think, and and this is, I think, something that's essential when the graphics are taken to a different level or done in a different way. Is I think it's 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 made worth getting if you do the gameplay in a different way as well. So I would like to see that claymation style used to create something that maybe we haven't seen or isn't maybe possible with a more standard graphics format. You know what I mean? So that we might have more fluid uh, transition or your ship might transform or something or you know the enemies, instead of just blowing up, would do something else it, it, that is made possible by the claymation. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be an interesting way to take it. So I'm interested to see what this person does in the future. And Connery said there's a new game on the way, so there I'll is, be keeping my eyes open for it. I mean, there is. He's doing a, a game called Cletus Clay. Now, the funniest thing with Cletus Clay, we, when we were actually discussing this, we did go on to the Cletus Clay uh, forums to have a yeah. look. And the last time he updated his blog was uh, November 1998. Really? So it's over a year ago. So it's a Wait, little 98 or 2008? Uh, sorry. 2008. Oh my god. He's uh, playing this game for. That's more than Alan Wake. God damn. (laughs) 2008. So it's always over a year. Yeah, it's still over a year since he last updated it. And that's a bit worrying, you know, because you just sort of think, is it still coming or is it not coming? You know, so I don't really know. And and that looks more like some sort of adventure type game by the look of it. You know, sort of, um, you know, characters a bit in the vein of Wallace and Gromit. You know, there's, you know, it just shows some old guy walking around with a walking stick and things. So, I assume it's going to be some sort of adventure game. Um, but yeah. I agree with you two guys. I, I think it's a really quirky looking game, and I think it's done. I mean, it is for what it is. It's done really well, isn't it? You know, the animations really work. You know, the different ships have different sort of, you know, amounts of fire that they have to take to be destroyed. And you I'll, get power-ups that, you know, control like 1942 yeah. is spraying the fire in different ways or concentrating a beam. There was one gun that you pick up that is this sort of like, and it just causes this arc to radiate out of your ship, but it's a very short distance that it goes, and it, mm. I just hated that. So, But, it was know, but the good thing was it protected the bu- you from the bullets as well. Yeah, it's true. Which was a good thing. So basically you was invulnerable with that in yeah. front of you. So, it, you know, it had a really big plus point to balance right. that negative, I thought, yes. which was clever. So there you go. But it's quite an old game as well. That was the only other thing to say. It's, it's quite. Uh, it's not something new, that's for certain, you know. Yeah. God of War's an old game as well. We were yeah, talking about right. that earlier on. That's true. That is true. But yeah, it, I think it's, a, you know, it's nice to see some better. And I mean, that's awful to say that there's a lot of crap on there, and we know that. But we do try and pick out the sort of the better titles, I suppose. The ones yeah. that, that are actually better quality. Okay, uh, let's move on. <laughs> 